Good morning, this is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I would like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me anytime on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing over there? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, I know you're getting excited about football. Yeah. Yeah, you were already giving me the business off the air. So that is, um, it's... It doesn't seem like it because it's still 105 degrees yeah. out there. But Well, it's going to be weird because for the first time in 13 years, our son is not going to be playing ball. Yes, it is a little Great bit. kids, four years at Kamaikan, four years at Whitworth. And you're, I think you're going to be okay, though. Like I, like I, I think you will live. Yeah. I can tell. I can tell you've backfilled your time. Yes. <laughs> so, so it might be with more softball, but but that's oh, a yeah. whole nother. That's a whole nother story. So that's good. Well, the market is still cranking along. Um, we did mention it has been extremely hot still, which mm-hmm. really, um, I will say, it kind of gives us a little bit of that feeling of that extended um, extended summer market. Now that we're through Fair Week, this is really our back-to-school um, show. And part of that is kind of my theme for this show is back to school a little bit with real estate because yes. we've come from a, shall we dare say, a summer type vacation market to mm-hmm. a, it's a reality now that we have to look at some things a little bit different. So we talked about um, last week on the show, uh, a lot of fear out there in the market. We kind of address what that looks like versus our local market here. But before I jump into that, we always like to start off with our crazy celebrity real estate um, story. So here's the one. Um, Jane Seymour, shout out Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Yes. <laughs> Live and let die star. So she has a longtime um, Oceanside property in Malibu. Mm-hmm. Now, she's jumping on there. Everybody's into the Airbnb and VRBO trend. But here she is jumping on there with that place for rent, McKay. From It's available from October to May. And it is 6,000 square feet, seven bedrooms, eight bathrooms, but it is right on the ocean, and it is a hundred thousand dollars a month. That's a little. That's a little steep. That's a sign that you're probably making too much money, or you have too much disposable income. So I did, McKay. When it said there were seven bedrooms, I did the math, and that you know, if we split it up for one person in each bedroom, that's only seventeen thousand eight hundred a month. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Get seven of your closest friends together, and seventeen thousand dollars, and and you've got a you've got a party pad in <laughs> in Malibu. Let's so. all start buying lottery tickets. Yes, absolutely. So it is a beautiful property. I will say, has a guest house, tennis court, theater. Oh my gosh, crazy, amazing views. But I had to laugh when I was looking at that rental amount. I, I wasn't sure there might not be an extra extra zero there for sure now back to the reality of the market here in tri-cities and what we're dealing with we always like to 
kind of take the current theme of what we're seeing in the market, what's going on in the market, and then bringing that to to the show. So, one of the points that um, that cropped up when I was getting ready for for the show is we have heard just recently in the last couple of weeks the home inspection is really coming back into the spotlight. And that was one of my bullet points last week was you're going to see the home inspection have a bigger role in transactions than it has the last eight or nine months. Mm -hmm. Because really a lot of what happened over the course of the last eight or nine months was such a low, low inventory number and so few choices is people were willing to overlook items in a home inspection. They were really got to where on a number of transactions, they were just using it as kind of a pass-fail basis. Like, yep, it's good enough, we're gonna get the house, or it's not, and it's just, we'll we'll move on, and you can move on to one of the other eight buyers that you had when we had multiple (laughs) offers. That has changed quite a bit, and when you go back to a more normalized market, what happens is you start to see the home inspection and negotiations come into play. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest reasons why it's coming into play is I wrote down um, I wrote down number one is the buyer feels like they have some leverage back in the real estate transaction. The second thing that I wrote down is buyers are a lot less willing to accept things with the negative national press. So we've talked about that on the show and how like those headlines, like they're not local. A lot of those are national. For So just as I was prepping for the show and getting ready for the show, I said, you know, just for fun to see what most buyers are seeing out there looking. I didn't type in Tri-Cities or anything. I just simply typed in the word housing in hmm. Google to see what came up. The first three things that popped up for housing. For just just housing was mortgage rates rise to 5.66, weighing the housing market down. Um, the U.S. housing market's downturn will be worse in 23 than expected. Goldman Sachs. U.S. News um, and um, World Report. U.S. housing slowdown intensifies. Texas housing market, the fourth one, showing signs of cooling. The first four things that popped up you know, we're all negative and not in relation to our local market. But what yeah. this does is I will tell you it's part of in the negotiation process and the inspections is it gives buyers some leverage and a mindset to be looking at. The third thing that I wrote down, why the home inspection and those negotiations are back and you're going to have to deal with that is that from a cost perspective, if a buyer is stretching, they're mm-hmm. stretching their budget farther than they want to be. It's close on their ratios. If they are stretching, they're more likely to ask for things to be fixed because they don't have the cash or the disposable income to fix them, um, especially for like big ticket items. I mean, imagine that there's um, an HVAC system. We're going to talk a little bit about this. And it's at the end of its life. And it, it is, say, a $12,000 system. During the inspection, it's notated that it is working, but it seems to be at the end of its life. Seller says to buyer, hey, I'll give you a credit for half of what a new system would be. Okay. Helpful, yes, and less cash that the buyer has to come in with. But still, if the buyer is stretched or used up all of their reserves for a down payment... 
That credit is nice and it does give them half the amount, but if that system breaks in a week or two weeks and it's the full $12,000 to replace it, that kind of puts that buyer in a bind. So in that situation of stretching or close on budget, mm-hmm. you're going to see inspection requests come through with larger amounts than we've seen over the course of the last of the last nine months. Yeah, it's a big change. I remember months ago, turn of the year, when supply was like an inch wide. Yes. Oh, it's a house. It's got four walls and a roof. I'll take it. Hundred and you nailed it, McKay. Hundred. Don't worry about the inspection. Hundred percent. What we were seeing, and I tell you what, that has not been the case. Our negotiating strategies, our inspection strategies, have really had to be cranked up over the course of the last over the last two months. Interesting. The next biggest thing to notate, and in a very very important thing for people to notate in this environment too, is reviewing the language of what the home inspection is giving you. Mm -hmm. Super important because a lot of people that haven't been through this process or don't know, they almost feel like it's a home warranty and it is not a home warranty. For instance, Mm. we, you know, we've had buyers, maybe they, you know, have an inspection and then two months later, something breaks. (laughs) So they come back and they say, well, geez, is this an item that was missed or should have been notated by the home inspector. What's my warranty option? Well, the whole, the warranty of the home inspector is very different than the, than a home warranty that covers systems and fixtures in there. So you need to know that those two are not the same and they do not give the same type of protection because what's happening in a lot of times is the home inspection is designed to be a snapshot of what the property is on a given day. It, it's not a guarantee or a warranty of what that, how that property will continue to function. Now, there's some conclusions and some guesses of what will happen based upon age of systems, condition, et cetera, but it's not a warranty like a home warranty is. So we don't want consumers to get confused um, between those differences. Now, With that being said, a strategy that a lot of people will use in negotiations in a market like this is having, for instance, say a seller buy a home warranty to cover major systems in a house as a perk. So for instance, they might say, hey, Mr. Buyer, I know you're stretching on your budget. I know it's close. I got your request to completely replace the HVAC, which the home inspector said was working fine. Mm-hmm. I think that's a ridiculous request, but it is <laughs> 12 years old. Um, it would take you maybe a year to save up money to replace the HVAC if something happens. So I tell you what, what we'll do is we will cover, we won't pay for a whole new system, but we'll pay for a home warranty for the first year or two years or three years of the property so that you have some protection to cover you in case those big ticket items go out. So that's one of the advanced negotiation strategies that sellers can be using and buyers can be requesting in this type of market. Once again, much like I told you though, to pay attention to the language in the home inspection, you also have to pay attention to the language in the home warranty. Mm -hmm. Because depending upon what company you're using or what's coveraged, what coverage is, for instance, like say a heating and air system, the home warranty might cover, say, the service call and parts and labor up to $1,000. But 
what if the system can't be fixed? Well, a lot of those companies then have limits to say that if the system has to be completely replaced, they'll only pay up to $2,000 or $3,000, whatever, different from company to company. But you need to be aware of what that is so that if one of those major systems goes out, sometimes people are under the impression they're getting an entire new system covered by the home warranty. That's highly, highly unlikely. Um, unless you have the triple uber duper gold standard one. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say that having at least some cash in there, most of the local HVAC companies, you know, maybe they've got some rebate things in there, but you still need, you're probably going to need at least four figures. Yes. And so you're right, though. And you bring up a good point there, too, that in some of those situations, yeah, you're looking at potentially using some of the rebates. But they also, many of them do have a financing program program as well. In but if, you still you need stuck, to be prepared. There's you, a difference between free and absolutely partial. Hundred and twenty percent. We had to replace ours a few years ago. Oh, so you, the pain is still um, the pain is still fresh for you, McKay, as we yes. as as we as we like to say in that situation. So. Those are a couple of the things to be looking out for with what's the changing landscape of home inspection negotiations right now. When we come back from the break, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, why have deals been falling apart? What ch- hmm. When the market changes, what items cause a deal to fall apart, a buyer to get spooked or scared? Highly more likely to happen in this market than it was six months ago. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some of those real life items that the buyers and sellers are having to come to terms on in negotiations. Right here. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today, we've been talking about inspection items that are coming up more and more frequently, what those negotiations look like to keep deals together, um, and a little bit about you work so hard to bring a buyer and a seller to the table. You have um, certain expectations on each side. And then what does it look like to keep that deal together through closing? Well, big change in the last two months has been really a focus on inspection items, what's on them, what does mm-hmm. it, it look like to get that repaired or to make that right um, to both sides of, of a transaction. So one of the things that we like to do is kind of um, game plan that out. I also know that I tend to get out of control with talking about (laughs) these. So I'm going to get my pick three in before because we'll run out of time um, with all the stuff we've been doing the last two weeks. But um, we do have some great new inventory. It's still moving at a very rapid, rapid clip, meaning like when we put something on, that's priced correctly and and newer, that inventory is still turning very quickly. It's still a very, very good market in in that sense. Pick number one, 7015 West 32nd in Kennewick. Beautiful move-in ready, three bed, two bath Rambler in Southwest Kennewick. Almost 1800 square feet, great room concept, LVP, flooring, raised ceilings, gas fireplace, gorgeous island kitchen with quartz counters, full tile backsplash, split bedroom design gives you that private main suite with its own access door to the covered patio. Um, the ensuite also has just an awesome bath, dual sink vanity, walk-in closet, soaking tub. Um, this is in the Apple Valley subdivision, easy access to highways, schools, recreation, walking paths. And that's coming in at four ninety nine nine for a newer 
Awesome, awesome property. Pick number two, 243904. This is East 672 PR Southeast. Um, So this is out in Kennewick, country property, 1.15 irrigate acres with Columbia River views. Three bed, um, two bath home, East Kennewick location, looking out to the Columbia River welcoming kitchen, beautiful wood flooring, extended counters, um, private master suite with an ensuite bath, dual sink vanity, soaking corner tub, separate shower, walk-in closet, um, awesome family room. Then you go outside, you've got a detached two-car garage, well and septic, irrigation is connected to the entire property, open RV parking, and get this, all of that, Columbia River Views, acreage irrigated four hundred and twenty thousand dollars for pick number two and then pick number three if you have been looking for a one acre building lot in pasco this is an awesome opportunity north pasco one acre but it has city sewer very very close to shopping entertainment if you want to build your home have a shop have a pool plenty of room for toys vehicles Lots of um, lots of opportunity on this for a custom build, and that one acre lot is coming in at two hundred and thirty five thousand. Hard to find North Pasco one acre lots, so this is a really really good one. So that's our pick three, folks. Here's what happens if you've been outside of the market a little bit. People get back to school. I call this our back to school show. Mm-hmm. They get settled. They're in a routine again, and they have time to start looking around and making decisions. You know, the end of the year, it's a little bit crazy. August generally isn't quite as busy, but that real estate market, just like we have this pick three, there's going to be some awesome inventory coming Maybe on the Maybe people market. find out, hey, uh, we're going to get transferred at the end of the year. Yeah, so or the, the next two months are very, very active in our market. If you need anything, go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message. We'd be glad to help out with that. Back to our topic today, talking about negotiating inspection items becomes more and more important in a shifting market when we when we look at that. And also, there's some things that happen during an inspection. So I kind of have a bullet list of like, what are the challenges in this market with inspections, with negotiations? One of the ones that a lot of times people don't think about or look at is what I call the timing or availability of contractors to come out there and evaluate. Mm. Because here's what happens in a contract. You write up a contract and you say, we have a 10-day home inspection. If we look at the boilerplate language, it's going to say you have 10 days to get your home inspection done and report back to the seller what you are going to do or what you want. Now, if the inspector says you need an expert, Mm -hmm. generally with boilerplate language, you institute Um, another five-day period to have, that would be the contractor, have the expert come out and give you their opinion. So for instance, home inspector um, measures the cold air return and what's blowing out of the events and says, hey, in general, the air coming out of the vents should be 20 degrees colder than the air going into the system. The inspector does a little test, they use their temperature gun, and they say, gosh, you know what? It's weird. It feels okay in here, but I run the system and there's only a 12 degree 
temperature differential. Now, they're like, I'm a home inspector. I'm not a licensed HVAC company. So they say in the report, recommend having HVAC company evaluate system. Now, if you've waited till day seven or eight on your home inspection time period, obviously you're not gonna be able to get that done within the two days that you have to respond. So there's a clause in there where you can deliver that recommendation to the other party, to the seller, and it automatically triggers your five additional days. Now, sounds good and sounds like a lot, but if let's say it's not HVAC, maybe it's structural or a structural engineer needs to look at something. Well, that five days, that might not be a lot of time. If you've called any sort of contractor in the Tri-Cities in the last in the last four months, in general, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's some that are faster than, than others at this point, but in general, we've had a labor shortage, less workers, more work, more demand than we can keep up with. So a lot of times it's really hard to get somebody to come out in that five days. So now as a buyer, you're trying to make a decision. Do I cancel this contract because I can't get the information I need in the next five days? And really in that scenario, you can't contractually, it's very difficult to extend those time periods of response. So you're kind of stuck in that situation or do I just kind of make up a number and then I'm going in blind with what I'm with, with what I'm getting, right? Now, mm-hmm. in that instance, and I, I hope I'm not, I'm not trying to create a soundbite to um, for somebody to you know use against me but <laughs> you can <laughs> there are certain instances where you could make up a number that made you happy in a situation I would say there are a lot of instances where you shouldn't like electrical or HVAC oh, yeah. or structural now if we're talking about a situation where you go back and you're like you, you have your inspection and you're like hey the bedroom was green we thought we were okay with it we did our inspection it's a very hard paint, some sort of super duper. Let's just make something up. Special paint that you can't cover with one coat. It's going to take three coats to repaint that bedroom. So you're waiting to hear back from a painter. Mm-hmm. It's day four. You only have five days. You don't hear from the painter what that's going to cost. And so you look at it and say, gosh, I know generally it costs $300 to paint a bedroom. As a buyer, then you're like, okay, let's say they do have to do three coats or use a special paint. It's going to take three to more additional times than than mm-hmm. normal. So let's say instead of three hundred, we ask the seller for a thousand dollars. You know, you know, there's some yeah. educated guesses like that. Now, in that situation, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, you end up with the green bedroom, right? Or the painter doesn't come out, but at least you have some sort of compensation to make up for that. Yeah. Now, in that made-up scenario, I would feel okay about a buyer saying, Lance, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go forward. Now, we're waiting for a structural engineer to talk to us about a foundation issue. They can't get out there in the 15 days. We're coming up against our deadline. Seller's not offering much money at all. I'm going to really be talking to that buyer to seriously, seriously think about their options of utilizing this contingency to potentially cancel the contract. Mm -hmm. Because in that scenario, we could be talking about thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. What's the worst that can happen there? 
the foundation's bad. Yeah. And you're and you have to jack the house up and put a new foundation under it or there's no way you can fix it. I mean, it that rabbit hole gets really expensive and dangerous. And yeah. so so in those situations, you have to look at what are the timing of the uh, of the subs? What are the timing of the contractors? When can I get a bid and how are we going to respond accordingly? All of this is becoming magnified in this market as we start to gain back inventory. Mm. I mentioned a few big ones for you in those scenarios. Heating and air we've talked about. Structural we talked about. The other big ones that we're seeing that we tell buyers don't ignore and sellers the same situation. Electrical issues, big, big no, no. I can't tell you how many times in the last even three months I've seen, I didn't even think this was a thing anymore, um, but I've seen out there um, extension cords being used as permanent wiring. Okay, wow. like that is that is like a huge no-no in the world of home inspections. So, and where do I see this happen a lot of times? Well, shops. Shops are are a big one. Exactly. Someone adds a workbench on a back wall of a shop that never had outlets. So they take and an sheds. extension cord. I mean, on a Saturday morning, I mean, here we go. We just redneck this thing up. Sorry, no offense, Dave, but <laughs> we've got a staple gun from putting up Christmas lights and an extension cord. Howdy do. We just start stapling that extension cord, you know, to a truss. And next thing you know, we've got outlets on the other bench. Huge no-no. Doesn't mm. meet code, prob dangerous, et cetera. But a lot of times we see that happening. The other th time I see it a ton right now is those cute, um, I don't even know the right name for them, the decorative outdoor lights on the patios every, yeah. um, that are out. Well, a lot of times people will put those up for a party. Next thing you know, they've left them up all year and they're patio lights. Mm -hmm. Well, so many times we've shown up for home inspections and those are ran with an extension cord that is either zip tied or, you know, or like I said, staple gunned into the siding. And I would say the staple gun is pretty much okay. <laughs> your intentions were yeah. permanent. Yeah. So we look out for that. Any sort of changes that were made in an electrical panel that weren't done by a licensed electrician, another thing to be on the lookout for. Open wires in junction boxes where the cover was off the junction box, another thing that comes up a lot. These type of items, that and electrical and the next one I'm going to mention and I'm running out of time I know but plumbing leaks also. Oh yeah. So all of those items we look for um, an expert certified contractor in that situation to make those repairs. Those are what we call a lot of those end up being what we call life safety issues. Yeah. So we're looking at those there's really not a lot of question about those. So those are the first thing that buyers are looking for a response on and generally um, not super flexible on. Especially Espe electrical. Especially electrical in that situation. Now, when we get past that and we start to get to maintenance items, that's where some additional negotiation comes in. Do we have cracked grout lines along sinks or tubs? You know, that's that's another big one. Um, windows and doors being sticky or, you know, are they not able to open? That also borderlines sometimes on safety issue, especially if that's an egress window yeah. in, in a bedroom, you know, and they need to be able to open that for in case of fire to get out of. So that one can go borderline into that life safety issue as well. These are the hot 
topic things that we're looking at and that buyers are now becoming more aware of again. And it's not just that it's broken, but it's also the age of the system. What's the estimated length of time? Is it a 20-year HVAC system? Is it a 20-year water heater? Mm -hmm. Does it test fine right now, but the house is 16 or 17 years old? And it's the original hot water heater. These items get more scrutiny as inventory rises. So just be aware of that. I just wanted to peop people to know out there what we're seeing in the market, what we're seeing people negotiate, and what that looks like. We have some advanced strategies. We have solutions to what's going on in this situation. As we look at a market like this, you are going to want somebody that knows what that looks like, that has negotiated hundreds of inspections and has a path forward through this, or is willing to step up and tell you, there is not a path forward through this for you, <laughs> yes. especially at this price. Let, let's look at what at what else we can do in that situation. If you have questions about that topic, it gets complicated, more complicated than a 30-minute radio show is going to fix. Go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message, and we would love to help you out with that. And we'll be right back here next week. I stole your line. You got it. <laughs> on Newstock 870.